welcome to the NS North podcast. My name is Dan Byers, and I'm joined tonight by my co-host, Phil Casgray. How are you, Phil? I'm great, and you, Dan? I'm awesome, thanks. Our special guest tonight is speaker Ash Lindquist. How are you doing, Ash? I'm doing great, thank you. Great. Um, so would you be able to introduce yourself and uh, explain where you're from, what you do? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Ash, obviously. You just said that. I'm from the wonderful state of Minnesota. Uh, I grew up in a small town. It's like two hours north of the Twin Cities. Um, but since October of last year, I've been traveling around New Zealand with my husband to escape the Minnesota winters because last year was super brutal. So right now I'm traveling. Oh, that's very exciting. So you've been there since, since last year. Mm-hmm. So and basically as long as your visa allows. Yeah, yep. If you were from Canada, it would be easier because it's a Commonwealth country. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> and uh, so, the, so the weather is terrible there, right? Yeah, it's really terrible. Yeah. It's windy and it, you wouldn't like it at all. No, no. Wait, wait, we're from Canada. We like windy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. It's about, you know, 70, 75 degrees and sunny where I'm at. Oh. Got a, a small studio uh, apartment right on the Tasman Bay, so. Oh wow! So you're you're right, right you're right along the water then. Yes, it's been a test of focus the last ah. uh, couple weeks that we've been in this location. <laughs> and and so you're so you're on flexible hours. I'm hoping so you can probably spend some time outside during the day and and do some recreational activities. Yep. Yeah. Our team is 100% distributed. So we kind of work, you know, when it works with our schedules. Um, and so when I'm on early in the morning, it's kind of my coworkers, you know, mid afternoon or so. So I think it works really well. I have both like social time with them and then downtime when they're uh, eating dinner and all that stuff. So That's awesome. So actually, yeah, where, where do you work? Um, I work for a company called Storybird. Um, it's like a community for readers and writers and artists. It's uh, safe for kids. Um, so we have like artists who apply to become artists. They uh, once they're approved, they can upload art to their profile and tag it with uh, keywords and stuff. And then writers come along. Uh, they browse art by tag or by artist, um, and then they can write books or uh, sort of long-form novel-like books or poetry based upon the art that they were inspired by. Wow. So this is uh, this creates all sorts of books, not just like I w my first thought was like children's book or something, but no, no, there's probably a whole variety of them. Oh yeah, we uh, just recently launched uh, long form, which is kind of the more novel, and so we've gotten we've gotten a little bit more expanded user base to you know for teens and uh, adults. So this is like when you buy a paperback and there are some some art in the middle, like the few pages in the middle are art, but the rest is just a story, right? Yep. Oh, that's fantastic. That's a really neat idea. And so, so you're an iOS developer working on their iOS solution for this. Do you, do you have a big team that you work with, like in, in terms of the iOS side? or? Um, so currently they're building, we're building our first iOS app, uh, which is based on just the poetry functionality of the website. Uh, I'm the main iOS engineer at the moment, and I've been working with uh, contractors and then the web team to build this first app. Um, so, you know, we're really proud of this first, uh, and we're excited to launch it. Oh, wow. And and how long have you been working on this particular first iteration? Oh, my gosh. Let's see. Maybe like five, 
five, six months. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad yeah. at all. And, and a few of those were in New Zealand, so that's even better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when you um, when you work at, like the company has a, uh, it's mostly web based, I guess. Then it's the, since it's their first iOS app. Yep, it's mostly web based. So it's a startup based out of Canada, but we're all distributed, so we're all throughout the North American continent. Where, where in Canada are they out of? Uh, well, they don't. We don't have a location, so it's kind of you know. Montreal, New York um, is uh -huh. kind of where we say we're based out of, but we're all based oh, okay. out of our own homes, so it's... You don't have any formal offices is what you're saying. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Oh, very, that's very cool. It's a cloud yeah. company. Yeah, truly distributed. So what brought you to uh, iOS development? Were you doing it at a place before, or uh, did you decide to take on a new challenge? Or um, I was actually, I started out in the web Uh, website of things and mm -hmm. then a company approached me uh, and said hey we know you like Apple and uh, we know you have an iOS device and you like iOS so how about you come work for us and uh, we'll let you learn iOS um, and then once you learn a little bit then you can work for us and I said heck yes I'll do that <laughs> and so that's how I got into iOS nice that's the best kind of story I love those yeah yeah it was excellent. so So what do you think was like the, the biggest challenge starting out? Um, probably just learning everything from the ground up. Like I knew nothing about iOS. I, you know, opened Xcode maybe once, but only because it was on my computer and I wanted to see what it was. Did you have a, like an iPhone or an iPod touch at the, at the time? Like, or a, like leading up to that or were you, were you straight jumping right into mobile period? Oh, I had an, um, an iPhone that uh, actually had a cracked screen that I got from my mom for really cheap because she broke it. Um, nice. And so she bought a new one, and then, you know, I got her broken one, and then once I started using the iPhone, I was like, oh, this is really nice. And um, so when they gave me the opportunity to uh, learn how to develop for iOS, I was really excited. I really liked the user experience, so it, was, it kind of fits with my style of, uh, you know, making the user think less. <laughs> <laughs> That's really interesting. Like I, I always wonder. Like for me, whenever I was first learning iOS, I, re, I, I relied heavily on a couple of books. Like, w was that the same with you? That you're, were you lo looking at tutorials online? Like, what, what, what do people use these days whenever they're, they're trying to figure things out? Oh yeah, I, I did tons of tutorials online. So like Ray Wenderlich, and then um, like Lynda.com, and some books, and just uh, then I kind of got thrown in, and I was just learning as I went. <laughs> Or hearing from other people how to, you know, work on this and that. And it was just slowly building up my knowledge. That's great. And it's nice having a project like that as, as big as what you were working towards to, to kind of force you into it, eh? Yeah, and it was actually, I was working on an SDK, like a mobile advertising SDK. So... That's not ambitious at all. Wow. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I had to work within all the constraints of all the apps that had to integrate our SDK. And so it was very... Um, it was a very eye-opening experience how, you know, when you build your own app now, now that I've have some experience with that, you kind of, you can build it how you want it because it's all confined. And then, you know, coming, going to that from an SDK, I was like, oh, wait, I don't have to think about all these hundreds of, of you know, thousands of people who have to use this SDK. So <laughs> it was very, very freeing. Yeah. yeah. It, ha it happens often to developers that uh, they have... Uh, 
they own itch to scratch. Like they 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 want to use they, they get into iOS or other kinds of development because they they have a one thing they'd like to do to build and they don't see anything that pleases them, so they just build it. Did that happen to you? Um, I wouldn't say that's exactly how it happened, but <laughs> I you know when I worked on an advertising SDK, I kind of um, I wanted to make it as less annoying as possible, if that makes sense. Like, yes. I am not a, I'm not a fan of ads in my games, uh, you know, in my apps, and so I wanted to try and uh, make that experience good for others as well. Writing an SDK is definitely not easy, but did, did you, uh, were you able to uh, share some work on, on GitHub or other social sites for, uh, for programming and then, you know, give back a little bit from what you've gotten from all the tutorials? Um, I have, we couldn't, you know, release our, we had some uh, documentation out there. Right. Um, and I just recently got, you know, enough points on Stack, Stack Overflow to be <laughs> able to answer people's questions and upvote things. So I'm really excited to get into that. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a, something that's changed a lot in the last five years is that people migrate to Stack Overflow and get rep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. I've, I've gotten so much help from it. You know, every time I go and search for a question, you know, there's multiple answers and Uh, very rarely do I go there um, and not find what I'm looking for, or yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, if yeah. I can't find it, then I go to Twitter <laughs> to me and the, say, "Hey, people!" To help. me, the telling sign for this is a when you search on on your search engine. I use DuckDuckGo because they now they have it on a on the uh, on Safari, and DuckDuckGo will prioritize stuff from Stack Overflow as answers. They just show up in a, a special bar at the top, so that really tells oh, me yeah, that's excellent. really where everybody's going. Wow, awesome. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. So getting rep on Stack Overflow, it's it's pretty useful. It's it's like a video game, right? You you start you start playing. It's the gamification. You start playing. You start answering questions. You see your score rise. You see people like your stuff and give you 50 points. Like yes, that works. Yeah, yeah. I must say, I got my I got my most rep boost on Stack Overflow when I was just between jobs. <laughs> It was a way yeah. to make me occupied. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I have to nice. purposely go out there and be like, okay, I'm going to try and answer a question about this, you know, what I've been working on, or if I, if I had an issue with something, I try and find if somebody else has that same issue. Right, because it's on your mind and you know what to do. Yep, yeah. That's nice. That's a very nice now, way of giving yeah. back. Now I can at least go and upvote things and be like, yep, this, is, this helped me. So. <laughs> so anything you do... Sp- Because Stack Overflow is pretty general, but you probably do it more on the uh, on the iOS side now. Uh, is there um, is there a larger community, or is that your main uh, hangout now? Uh, that's probably you know Stack Overflow or Twitter. I hang out mostly oh, yeah. on Twitter. I tweet a lot. But, well, okay, not a lot compared to people that I follow, but <laughs> it's all about the curation. <laughs> yep. Um, otherwise, I go to you know conferences like 360 iDev. Um, I went to WWDC once. That was really fun. Um, and then NS North. This is my first time going to NS North. I couldn't make it last year. so. Yay. That's, uh, <laughs> it'll be great to have you up. That's for sure. And, and, and you mentioned 360 there. That, that's a fantastic conference as well. That, uh, that was my very first conference I've ever, I'd ever been to. And uh, uh, John Wilker's done a fantastic job with that one. Well, yeah. I can't say I've never been, but I've only heard good things. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, when you're not into uh, into conferences and Stack Overflow and going on uh, 
on vacation or no, sorry, on trips in, in, in New Zealand. It's not really a vacation year. It's a working yeah, vacation. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm exactly. definitely working. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, so outside of this whole, uh, um, development internet connected type of thing, what was it you like to do? Um, I like to read. I read a lot. So I read a lot of fiction, mostly like fantasy, time travel, or like alternate realities. Um, I find that if I read fiction that's based on the real world, I get really analytical about it. You know, kind of like, that would never happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I like to read stories where anything can happen, you know, where my imagination can just like wonder what's going to happen next. Yes, because you can tell what's behind a curtain because you know better than the author what goes on. Yes. <laughs> I have that yep. problem with Dan Brown myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so since I've started working at Storybird, I also found that I like to write, you know, kids' books. So mm. I've, been, uh, tr I've been trying once a month. There were a few months, you know, while I was traveling that I couldn't get to writing a book. But, um, you know, other than that, I love being outside. So biking, hiking, kayaking. Um, and I'm, you know, super obsessed with dogs. So I'm definitely a dog person. <laughs> So you you say you you bike and hike and whatever else whenever the weather is nice there, which isn't very often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to not feel so bad that we're up here in Canada where it's like minus 19 and you know you're. <laughs> well, the worst part was it was like minus 25 and then it became plus five within 24 hours. So we're like, oh. what? <laughs> yeah. That was a shock. Yeah, last last winter was so brutal for us. We had a home, and like our driveway was super steep, and so even with a Subaru, it was like getting up our driveway every day <laughs> in the ice. It was just, you know. So we had enough, and we're like, all right, let's let's try and be nomads. <laughs> that's awesome. When you can do it, that's really awesome. Yep. Yeah, I look forward to the day that I can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Ash. Um, what would you say is the best way for someone to get in touch with you? I'd say on Twitter or, um, you know, my email, ash at storybird.com. Okay. Anyway, what's your Twitter handle? A underscore Lindquist. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, tickets are still available. April is right around the corner, and we have a wonderful weekend planned for attendees. If you'd like to learn more, you can visit our website at nsnorth.ca. And also be sure to follow us on Twitter, at NSNorth. Now, we also have an important announcement to make. We have a new conference family member. Our friends Charles Perry and Joe Chaplinski have recently announced that they are organizing a conference this fall. It is called Release Notes, and it's going to focus primarily on the business of making apps. Both Charles and Joe have spoken at NSNorth in the past, and at various other events over the years, so these guys know conferences. And I'm sure theirs is going to be great. It's going to be held in downtown Indianapolis from October 21st to the 23rd at a wonderful venue. You can check out their website at releasenotes.tv for more information. Thanks for listening, and be sure to join us again next week as we will introduce, and you can get to know more about, another great speaker. So, Phil, how can people get in touch with you? Well, much like Ash, I have a Twitter handle, Philip C, uh, 1L2PSE, and my email is phil at nsnorth.ca. Cool. And I'm underscore Dan Byers on Twitter, and you, or you can email me at dan at nsnorth.ca. See you soon.